0: you now tuned in to the hottest podcast in the world, The Stay Woke Podcast, right here on the Sonicbreakdown.com Man, it's time, it's time to wake up, get this cake get up, this cake get this cake the only thing I care about is switching. Welcome back to another Stay Woke Podcast. This is D-Ray Brinson. And you know The Stay Woke Podcast is presented by the Sonicbreakdown.com. If you haven't checked out a review yet, again, you know you're slipping. So go to the Sonicbreakdown.com, check out those reviews, and check out the articles as well. And I want to say again, thank you for listening to Stay Woke Podcast and continue to rock with us. So today we have a brand new episode and it's going to be part of our new music segment. And, you know, if we have the new music segment, we got to have a man Jason Terrell on it. So we got him to break down this Psy High to Prince No Dope on Sunday. So, man.
1: What's I, going on, man? Thank I, you for having me again.
0: No problem. No problem. I know uh, you were telling me about uh, you were the first one to tell me about New Africa his first single off this album. So I'm assuming that you're, you're excited about this release. Um, is, is that the case?
1: Yeah, man. Um, I've been listening to Saha for a while. Like uh just from Atlanta. Some of the music I've heard, you know, coming out of Atlanta, he was one of the, one of the few artists I've heard consistently. um, am dropping mixtapes consistently. I know this is his first full list like album, but I mean, he's been dropping mixtapes since I was in high school. Um, <laughs> so I've always kind of listened to him and like, and checked it out. So I was waiting for this, very you know, anticipating the project. But
0: I'm glad it's here. Yeah, I am too. Um, I wouldn't say that I've I know all of his mixtapes, but I'm very familiar with his work. And I was introduced to him through my my love and listening to Kanye. So that's mm-hmm. how I, I was introduced to High And <laughs> when I was in Atlanta, one of my friends, Omar, he also put me on High But at the time, I was like, uh, you know, there's so much music out. I did I just never actually checked it out. And then when I've got to it, I was like. Yo, this dude dope. And um, I, I don't even remember the song, but I remember the video, uh, how it looked. And then I was like, that's what really put me onto Sci High. So being this being his debut album, um, uh, let's get right into this album in particular. Did it live up to your expectations?
1: <laughs> so I, I struggle with that that question a little <laughs> bit. Um, in that uh I'm glad he put out a project. I've been waiting for a project from Sai for a while. Um, to be honest with you, I, I like the, some of the mixtapes better. And, um, you know, specifically for one of the reasons that you named is, like, I think because of... Ever since he has this, like, big Kanye influence, I think the music has kind of has changed a lot for me. Um, in terms of, you know, the, the lyrics and the flow has always been there. That's why I like Saha, because, I mean, he's a lyrical wordsmith. Like, you'll you'll be catching, like, metaphors so next year trying to figure out what he's saying. Um, but I think for me, it's like... Kind of the style of music that the style in which he, he uh, the production the style of music definitely is Kanye esque. Ever yeah. since he kind of got with Kanye, like he he definitely was more uh, a lot more conscious, a lot a lot more. Um, I don't know, have more like lyrical flavor before the Kanye kind of kind of shift. I would love to know your thoughts about that. But I mean, for the most part, I'm very satisfied and happy with the album. It wasn't like you know I, I try not to have too too high expectations, but mm. it wasn't. Like I was let down. I was satisfied. I, I wish it was a little bit more. Like it wasn't it's not like a you know, I, I'm gonna listen to it just because it's one of my favorite artists, but it's not gonna be my staple for the year, unfortunately.
0: Okay, I got you. For me, I really enjoy the project. Uh it's it's something that I can go to now if we're gonna put it in the pantheon of of the hottest or top ten albums of this year. I'm not quite sure if it made that list, um, and I am still breaking down that list. So all the listeners out there, we are going to have a top 10 um, list. We're going to have some articles on the of top 10 hip-hop and top 10 R&B or non-hip-hop, um, similar to what we did last year. And we will have some podcasts as well um, to, to coincide with that. Now, the articles will be written by, um, I think, uh, Jennifer is going to do one. Jennifer Olifero, and then Delmar uh, Napu. I'm sorry if I mispronounced your last name, bro. But <laughs> they're going to be writing those articles. And then we'll have some other people on the podcast that will break down their top 10. Um, now, your question about his sound changing in relation to his uh, association with Kanye. I definitely do agree that his sound did change. I wouldn't say, well, I wouldn't say it changed, that it just, um, to me, it just became a little more elevated and sophisticated in the sounds used, um, which, if, if depending on what uh, sounding properties uh, you, you gravitate to, um, might hinder or help you, your, your listening experience. For me, it helped it. Um, I just felt, uh, it just seemed a little bit more polished. Um, and is which is what you want in a debut project as well to make it differentiate from your mixtapes. Um, so I can see, because um, a lot of people have that same kind of debate with Wayne, they like mixtape Wayne, Wayne better than they do uh, actual album Wayne. Um, so that sure. that's another dy- uh, dynamic that um, I think is it's difficult for an artist to, to, to balance. Um, now for Sci High, like I said, I really enjoy the project. I really enjoy the layout and the flow of it. And the the idea behind it, but the fact that it tends to be a little bit more heavier in content, I think takes away from uh, the ease that some people might have with listening.
1: Hmm. So, uh, so you're thinking so, that so because of the the content is, is heavy. Mm-hmm. I know you're, I'm like right. The content is very heavy. Like it's really, you know, I like the thematically pretty powerful. You know, lyrics, the idea is pretty powerful. But you said you think it takes away from from what for the listener? You said the
0: ease of it. Yeah, I think I think for some, because um, some people don't want to. They want they they use music like they say about sports as a form of escapism. Um, they don't want to think about the problems and the the trials and tribulations of daily life and the social and racial and political um, issues that 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 we face on a daily basis. Um, so they kind of want to escape from that. So I, I get mm. that aspect, but for me. Um, I use music for a multitude of things. Um, there are artists that I can listen to when I want to escape, and then there's artists that I wanted that I like listening to for you know just elevating my mind. Um, and I think this album falls in that category. Uh, I think that is one of the reasons why Joy Badass wasn't nominated for the Grammys is because of mm. a similar situation. I think All American Badass was too heavily uh, laden content-wise um, in respects that. Uh, I think people had a hard time grasping to because I think that was a really good project as well. Where some people might say that, uh, in in uh, contrast to that, Jay Z's album, he made something that was very uh, lyrically uh, dense in in content, but made it accessible to the masses. So I think it's a fine line, and I think it takes a special person to have that touch to be able to do that. And
1: I quite I don't, that's, a, that's a good point.
0: So I don't, I, I quite don't think Sahai did it here, and so that's why I don't think is going. Um, it's is is receiving the praise that I, I that I felt it should, um, so that's that's kind of that's, my that's take a on the point. Yeah. Um, yeah, and now first I want to say uh, for those that don't know, if you haven't checked out this album, you definitely should go check it out. The title is again "No Dope on Sundays," and the artist is Cy High the Prince. Um, this album was released on November seventeenth, so it is still relatively new. Um, it's less than a month old at this point, and it was released by Good Music in um, relationship with Sony Music as well. And as we stated, this is his first uh, debut project, so I feel like he did have a lot of um, a lot of anticipation for this album because he has been around, as you said, for a long time. Um, I've known about him at yeah. least for a good four to five years, um, so. That I I that I, I can't even imagine the the t- type of pressure that you would have, especially being um as um in the forefront as Kanye's kind of like protege or um mentee. Um, I think that also adds a lot of pressure as well.
1: You know, one of the things with that is um you know, I don't think he needs it. And that's kind of one of the uh my biggest kind of gripes with, with Saha if I had to choose one, is that to me I think he's you know, lyrically he's probably one of the most talented rappers today. Yeah, I definitely um, agree with that. He puts together, you know, he puts together crazy, you know, cadences and themes. I think he's creative enough to stand alone. Um, so and I'm, I'm glad that he's with, you know, good music and getting that the help. I know he's a songwriter too, so he writes a lot of content, you know, through song songwriting abilities. But well, he had a secret I mean, of honestly, he could stand. Yeah, he he could stand on his own, man. That's one of the things with the album. He had a lot of features on the album, which were which were cool. Like, you know, there were good features of, like the. Schoolboy song and the Two Chainz song and you know a lot of uh, some some R and B you know singles on the album but to be real with you could have you could have dropped a J. Cole that just had no features and just did it that way and it would it would have stood alone I would I would have liked to have heard that as well but um, you know I think he could stand alone without without Kanye.
0: I, no, I definitely agree with you. I think he could stand alone. And I think uh, the reason why this album was, again, so heavily uh, feature-laden, it wasn't crazy feature-laden, but it was, um, there was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine features. So that is, you know, a, a lot of features. But I think a part of that was playing the political game of, of you know, uh, appealing to different crowds. You know, they had uh, Travis Scott to get that younger crowd. They had a uh, B.J. the Kid and Jagged Edge to get that R and B more of the. I'm assuming the female uh, uh persuasion to to um uh, gravitate to the album Estelle to give uh, you know a lighter feel, and then you have of course you have to have Kanye that's his mentee or mentor rather, and then a uh, Schoolboy Q to change. But to me, I'd say my favorite feature out of all of them was the Ernestine Johnson and the Pusher T. To me, those were the standout features uh, on the entire project. What about for you
1: yeah so um yeah so uh i, I didn't know how to pronounce their name. <laughs> the name So uh, ernestine mm-hmm. of the New Africa song that was my favorite um and probably the two uh schoolboy q um uh, was one of my favorites i like the the two the uh, pushes tea um track as well but you know one of my favorite artists is, is well one of the artists i like to follow at least the schoolboy so Anything he's on, I uh, have to rock with. He, he, the beat was really nice for him as well. So, yeah, no, I, yeah, definitely, I, I like that one.
0: I definitely agree that that Schoolboy Q beat, um, or well, rather, I should say, uh, Moving Around, I, I do like the beat. It has a cool, nice uh, bounce to it, um, you know, uplifting kind of uh, feel to it. And then Schoolboy Q does what Schoolboy do. Q does on every feature, uh, he killed it. It was a nice feature. Uh, Sahai compl- they complemented each other very well. It didn't feel because sometimes when I hear a, a, a Q feature, sometimes it feels like it should have been a Q song. Um, where yeah, definitely. Where in this one, it feels like it could have been a Q song, but it also feels like it definitely Sahai put his imprint on it, and I, I think they blended together very nicely. So
1: yeah,
0: um, but again, yeah, like I said, for me that Pusha T uh, feature, that just uh, the no dope on Sunday that track, um it just, just like he says on the end of it, it just felt like a conversation, but it felt like a dope-ass conversation. So that that's what I really liked mm-hmm. about it, just the ease and how, how organic it felt. It didn't feel like they were making a song. It just felt like, you know, there was nice production behind it and they're just talking to you, but it worked. So that's- And,
1: what, and I feel like that's, you know, comic, that's every, every song had that feel of like, it's not preaching to you. It just kind of fits like it's, you know, it's a message to it, it's a theme to it, but it's not overbearing. It's pretty smooth how everything kind of comes together.
0: Exactly. Um, I definitely agree with that because uh, the, I just think the production on this entire project was very well done in helping with that aspect that you just brought up of where we have a message, but we're not cramming it down your throat. The, I, I think a part of that is the production. And then I think, uh, of course, a major part of that is uh, Sahai's writing skills. Um, giving you information in ways that doesn't make you feel like you're gaining information. And I think, um, especially for the youth, I think that's you, probably the best way to, to divulge um, deeper content in a way that they'll actually pay attention to. Um,
1: that makes sense, yeah.
0: And um, mm. what did you think about that Jagged Ed feature?
1: So I'm not the biggest Jagged Ed fan, <laughs> you know, Jagged Ed fan in terms of like, you know, that was, I think I was maybe middle school when "Jagged Edge" was like really, really you know popular. So, um, it was okay for me. Like, you know, I was, I'm not the biggest "Jagged Edge" you know "Jagged Edge" uh, fan. But actually, that song was if I had to choose like the songs where I kind of skip over or I really don't pay too much attention to is actually uh, that song and um, that side by Kanye West. So those are the two songs where I, where I'm, I'm skipping. I'm, I, you know I'm, I'm pretty much skipping. So I really wasn't feeling the song in general. But we watch it so
0: Um, for me, that song was fine. I I just, um, what what I will say is it did as soon as I heard the Jagged Edge and I knew, um, the the sound, I knew it was kind of Jagged Edge before you even kind of introduced it. And it kind of, it just brought me back, like you said, back to, uh, I I believe middle school, high school, early freshman, or maybe freshman, sophomore year of high school of Jagged Edge being, you know, like really popping with Let's Get Married. And just, I just remember like i said i just remember the videos of of them in them big fluffy uh fur coats <laughs> like <laughs> um, baby blue yeah. color yeah like baby blue, blue color like i was like whoa, this is weird but um so it kind of just brought me back to that and it ga- gave a little a nice nostalgic feel um and i also i also like the fact that he was like paying homage to his, his upbringing of of alana um in the south yeah. in, in essence i i just thought that was interesting and um tying it back cuz uh the 90s especially 90s early 2000s was a big staple in hip hop and R&B, and just to pay homage to that, I thought was I thought it was nice. I will say it is know, not not one of my top favorite songs though. I, I agree with you; it's lower on the on the ring of uh, of favorites.
1: And I know that Jagged Edge, they're from Atlanta. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, yep. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I didn't I didn't know that until I I think I was like researching some of the some of the songs, like some of the features, and, and I found that out. But yeah, so I, get, I get you.
0: And I wanted to talk to you as well, um, uh, especially with your religious background, with your, your family and stuff. What did you think about the concept of this album?
1: Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's pretty much like, I think that's why I connect with Salah the most is because um, his background, like he grew up in, a, in church. And mm-hmm. I think like, I remember in a previous songs, he would kind of tell the story of he was a church boy, you know, choir boy, never could listen to hip hop until, you know, high school when we got a little bit older in life. And so it has a you know, very religious, a lot of religious themes throughout all of the songs, but particularly this album had, of course, like um, the whole idea of rest on the Sabbath. Like mm. on, your, on the Sunday, you chill, you rest. Um, and if you really, you know, almost try, almost like a call to action. Like, look, if you have to, you know, if you got to hustle, you got to do your thing, do it for, you know, for uh, from uh Monday to Saturday and take, a, take Sunday off. And I really, you know, but what is worse, I appreciate the religious themes and undertones, like even in the interviews that he's been doing. Mm. I mean, he's been popping up with like the church uh, priest college, you know, and, <laughs> and, and kind of saying he's like a, the, the gospel, um, kind of talking around how, you know, Jesus was, was, when he, you know, went to speak to the people, he was speaking to the sinners and to the, uh, the prostitutes and people who were, you know, you're downtrodden. And it's kind of the, the logic that he's going with is um, talking to the people at the bottom, so to speak, um, mm. in society. So I appreciate that theme to it. Um, just growing up in church and having that background as well.
0: And I'll say for me, I, I definitely agree with you on that. And I, 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 even if you don't want to take it the religious route, I just like the fact that he's he's like you said, he's talking to the people that he feels like he can affect, actually have a, an effect on and change. And throughout the album, there's a a strong. Um, positive and motivational tone throughout it is disseminating information um, in ways to steer from the negative and the bad things um, that can occur in those situations, but it always ties back to um, a more positive outlook on it. To me, or that's at least what I took from it. Even going, no,
1: I definitely feel you. Yeah.
0: Even even going back to what you said about you know not working on on um on the Sabbath day. Um, in college, one of uh, one of my close friends that I uh, became friends with through college, he was a Seventh-day Adventist. And so that kind of took me back to that as well, because that was my first kind of interaction with a Seventh-day Adventist. I knew about it, but I never actually had, you know, conversations and really got to learn more in depth about that um, particular religion and, and how they function. Um, so to me, that just brought it back to that, as well as I like the fact that when he says about, you know, not to work on, on the Sabbath day, it's not necessarily he's telling you, you know, saying, hey, you must not work on the seventh day. He's basically, he, and he even alludes to it saying, if you're in a position where you can do that, you should, you know what I'm saying? But if you're not, get, get do what you have to do to to survive and, and make it. Like, I, I forgot the exact line, but there's a line in there basically saying, um, you know, take that day off if you, if you can, if you secured your bag, if you made enough money to do that, you know what I'm saying? And if you don't, Get back to work and work until you can, until you can. And so I just, I like that um, duality that he presents in um, a lot of the songs.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, and that's kind of, to me, it was more of a, I guess it was more of a, a charge. Like, you know, like you should be, you should want to be in a financial position where exactly. you can't take off on a Like Almost like, I'd like, you need to do better. You need to be, you know, you need to go out there and do more, um, whatever your you know, circumstances are so you can take the Sabbath day. Um, and even if, like I think of like you mentioned your friend who's in the Seven Day Adventist. Like you know, I grew up Methodist, but for the most part, like even still to this day, I always take like you know one day just to not do anything, like not touch my computer. Normally it's like a Saturday for me. Um, it's like my my quote unquote Sabbath. But I just like the idea of rest and how you know you kind of rejuvenize, you know, rejuvenate your body and just clear your mind up. So I just I appreciate that that theme, um, in and, and specifically the audience that he's talking to. Like he's truly talking to people who um like you mentioned a little bit earlier, you might not necessarily get these images and messages anyway. Um, you know, I, I can't complain with that.
0: Yeah. Um, one of the things I do want to touch on is um, the single of New Africa, because if you take a look at the, the, the track list, to me, New Africa, it fits sonically. But then if you go into the content, it fits as well, but it doesn't quite fit as thematically as the others seem to fit um, to me. Not at all. But um, if you're talking about that positive motivational aspect of it, that's where I, I see that it still fits in. What did you think about that and how it fit in the the chronological order of the track list?
1: Yeah, I thought he threw that in there. So when I was listening to the album, I didn't really, I don't look at the track list ahead of time. And yeah, me too. I just let it play listening.
0: and then was, and then
1: Yeah, I just yeah. let it play. Um, and just kind of do whatever emotion I'm gonna get from it. But so when I heard it I was shot just because I you know, that I, that song came out in like in March. Right? Yeah a little earlier this year. So I feel like that was just one of, uh, you know, either he needs some space or, <laughs> you know, it is a dope song. So I appreciate it. You know, I appreciate the song. It didn't fit at all. It didn't fit the theme, but it does fit in with the, his overarching theme of positivity of kind of like, uh, you know.
0: Uplifting <laughs> in the black community. You know, really
1: uh, embracing black culture mm-hmm. um, and black community. So I appreciate him throwing that in there. That's still one of my favorite songs I, you know I like to play. So um, I appreciate it.
0: Um, yeah, I, I would say I, I like I said I definitely agree with that. Uh, it 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 like we said it fits in the overarching thing, but it doesn't quite fit into the album. I do feel similar to what you were saying is basically he got a lot of buzz from it. He knew people would gravitate to that song, so it's kind of threw it on there. Um, to be honest, those are the things that tend to frustrate me with. Um, <laughs> with 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 music because I, but but a, again on the on the other side i do understand it's a business you got to do what you think is going to help the business um prevail and if you have a hot single that you know people are gravitating to and that might only cop this album because that single's on there then it makes sense but from an artistic aspect um taking the business out of it um that's that those are the things that really bother me um like with J. Cole's album I didn't feel any of that. I didn't feel any projects were, were purpose were pushed for, uh, a potential business gain. It was more about, does it fit the project? Um, and several other artists, I feel like do that same thing. Um, so it was a little bit of a disappointment, but again, the song was so good that it's not that big of a deal.
1: Yeah. It's the same. I mean, to me that, that theme always needs to be talked about. So I wish he would in the future, hopefully talk to, still talk about that theme, but maybe, of course, change the song. Um, but I mean, given what, you know, the currently happening in like the slave trade and like in Libya, I, I get, you know, that song is always going to be pressing. i can always send it to somebody um, as a response to something going on in current society. So you know, I'm glad that he has the song, but I, I'm not, I hope he doesn't continue to recycle, um, recycle tracks like that. Yeah.
0: And one thing that I will say as well is. I was, because that was the first, you're the one that, like I said, you put me on that song, and so when I heard it, I thought that the theme of the album was going to be very um, Afrocentric, that time, but theme that fit with New Africa. So listening to the album, it kind of threw me off. Like I said, I still enjoy the project, but I would really love to see him take on a full project that sticks with that one theme um, that he presented on New Africa and, and you know, and kind of builds on that. I think that would be a very interesting and and um, dope project. And I, w- I would really love to see yeah. him tackle that. And I think he has, no, I don't think, I know he has the, the worst myth ability and the lyrical content to elevate that kind of conversation and really bring to light some things that I think a lot of people don't take into consideration in regard to that, those type of topics. Um, I, yeah, I can't really. I mean, s- there's, I think there's very few artists I think that would be able to, uh, to discuss this topic in a way that he could, um, out of the out of the younger or uh, more current uh, rappers today.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you 100. Um, percent I think so. Every February, I know he does like a Black History tape. Mm-hmm. Uh, like at least like he's done them a couple of times, maybe three or four times. Um, so he's like, I think he's on maybe like the third one now, maybe second or third. I don't quote me on that one, but. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so, I mean, I know he had, he talks about this content and he does put it into like mixtape. So, but I, want, I mean, I would love for that to be actually his album and his coming out and say, "This is what I, you know, this is what the, the type of messages I'm promoting." and I know, again, like you mentioned, he has a, the lyrical capability to make make it sit, make it hit home, make everyone kind of listen to it because mm-hmm. um, he's just that clever with his word choice.
0: Yeah. And it's not just the fact that he's um, for me, it's not just the fact that he's clever with his word choice or that, you know, he's um, very intellectual. It's also the fact that he he finds ways of presenting it in ways that I still feel are accessible um, to to a lot of people, because there's a lot of there's a lot of smart, intellectual cats that are, are great at rapping and have bars and bars and bars. But the content isn't accessible to everybody. And so therefore, the message gets lost. Um, I think he has that ability. It doesn't come as preachy. Exactly. So I think with him, he has that ability to do that. So I would really, really uh, hope that he would uh, to do that. Check out the <laughs> poem by Ernestine Johnson. Uh, I think it's a really good um, ending to that track, New Africa, and it's very insightful. Um, so I think people should check that out. I don't want to do her words in justice by not um, accurately uh, quoting it. So those of you out there, check it out. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. What did you think about that track I'm fine with Travis Scott? As as the closer too, as as the ending of the album.
1: Um, that's another one we're at. <laughs> I skipped over To be honest with you, I, I haven't heard it enough. I think I, I skipped that track as well. So, yeah, I think I skipped that track as well.
0: Okay. For for me, that track, it I think it was alright. Again, it just felt like it it was the the thing that I, again again I hate is the fact that it felt like it was a ploy to get younger younger uh, listeners and yeah. a different audience. And again, I'm not hating on it because hey, it like I said, it's a business, make your money, secure that bag. But uh, I just really wish that we we get to the point, and it's and at sometimes it feels like we're moving to that point where the art can be so good that it will speak for itself and the business will follow. But that's not always the case. It's a lot of it is and-
1: uh, timing. And, you know, I'm, th- I'm thinking about that track a little bit more. Um, and I know, I mean, I mean you, you pretty much articulated, like, kind of some of my feelings was that I felt like it was kind of reaching, like he didn't have to do that. Um, and I kind of felt like that with a lot of songs on the album was, they were good songs, like they were good features, but he didn't have to have them. I think that he could have had another poser, was I mean, you know, another track that was an in-track that was a lot more strong, a lot stronger with even just him, um, rapping himself. I don't think he needs to do that. And I get that on a business level, in order to sell records or um, get streams, rather <laughs> get get mm-hmm. your streams up. Um, that's probably what it takes to get a Travis Scott because he's a you know, he's a name. But I don't know. To me, it kind of it hurts the not the quality of it, but the authenticity of it. Yeah, um, it's not as authentic as I would have liked it to be. To be.
0: Hey, so I trying to tap into that Jenner, that Kardashian Jenner money with Travis Scott. <laughs>
1: So, he is with like that Kanye, me he's trying to get this whole little triangle. I don't think, and that's why I don't think he needs to even step into that realm. He He's open enough to be, have his own following and his own, you know, mentees that, that look up to him. Like, he's he's that uh, clever and that, I mean, that doble of an artist. So, you know, hopefully he, he sees that about himself and he, he does his own thing, but we'll see.
0: Taking off of that, I want to go back a little bit um, and go back to, before this project came out, why do you think it took took so long for this project in particular to come out? Because, as we said, I've known about Sahai for a long time. You've known about Sahai even longer, but yet this is now the first time we're getting his debut album.
1: I mean, I think you, you know, we know we are talking about the business aspects of the industry, and I'm not an industry dude. So I don't know anything about that <laughs> that side. But I know that know there's other artists on good music that have been releasing projects ahead of it. That's what I mean, T, yeah, Sean. Um, I mean, so to me, I, I don't think he's honestly. I don't, I don't think he is what good music pushes out, and a lot of it is because he's not a mainstream man Like mm. and most people have not heard of the hot, um, or they heard of him maybe, maybe on a Kanye feature, but as far as a standalone artist, I mean, he hasn't really been, uh, hasn't had the, the same, you know, acclaim as a Big Sean. Even though to me, I think he's as talented, even even more. I think so he's more talented. Yeah. On, on some, on some you know, in some areas, so. A lot of it, I think, he's clever. I think, kind of, I think he's being used—not not, not, not maliciously—but mm-hmm. he's being used for his pen, and he's <laughs> being used for his, his thought process. But I don't think he's being—you know—he's not given the shine that he needs to to really, you know, stand alone. And to be honest with you, I don't think—I think he can do it without uh, without the backing of the music. I think he can have the same—I think he can have the same level of success that he's attained without good music. And I think maybe maybe the ideas of uh, his ideas that. They're supposed to elevate him to the same platform, but mm. I don't. I don't know. What do
0: you think? Well, before before I give my opinion, I wanted to ask you this: Do you think, on his own, or even with the backing of good music, that his content and what he brings to the table would be accepted and embraced by mainstream society, the masses? As, probably not. As as Big Sean, uh, Pusha T. Uh, and even Pusha T is still not really accepted because I think Pusha T is one of the dopest MCs in, in a long time and, and people still don't give him the credit that he quite deserves to me, That's just my opinion. But, so do you think that Sahai would be able to get to that Big Sean status where, you know, you hear his song on the radio um, nationwide, even in, on like Hot 97 or, you know, those mainstream radio platforms? Do you think his contact would be, is uh, matches with those?
1: No, I don't think so. I, um, I think that, you know, personally I think my favorite types of artists are the artists that hold true to that authentic vibe. So like the currency would be an artist that mm-hmm. I will always go to because he doesn't he remember he tried to have like one song that was radio play, it didn't really work. I don't think it worked that way. But for the most part, you know, he always releases mixtape, he's on the ground. Um, he has a kind of the cult following. I think Saha has some of the similar attributes. Mm-hmm. I think he's not a mainstream artist. I think he's that's just not his lane. He doesn't have the same appeal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's a little bit more conscious. I think he's too conscious <laughs> to really, see on an individual level, to kind of get into that ball game. But I don't think he has it. Um, but I do think he can develop a cult following and, and fans that will travel to see him. And I'm sure he could sell out shows mm-hmm. alone if he wants to go on concert. I haven't even seen his concert. No, see him in concert because I, haven't, I don't even know if he does tour dates or like solo tour dates. So I think maybe he needs to change his business a model personally, but um, I don't I don't know if he will be at the same level of the same you know claim as a big charm.
0: see, uh, I agree with you. I don't think um his content wise or he, i don't I don't think he presents his content in a manner that will be accepted by the mainstream. And I don't think that he should. Similar to what you're saying is, I like his content. I like the way that he presents it. And I think if he changed that, I wouldn't like it. Um, so i I don't want him to change his artistic approaches to music and and the songs that he puts out but what i say is actually i kind of liken him to most Def. um i just recently did a uh mm. take it back uh podcast with uh, dj william west and we uh broke down uh most Def's black on both sides and going back to that mm. album in particular um that's very very um uh black empowering um album sci hi reminds me of most Def in that regard that he has that same kind of content, that conscious content, and he presents it in a unique and interesting way. I just don't think because most deaf, if you asked, you know, a hundred people on the street, they might remember the name, but they might not be able to tell you yeah. the song. But that doesn't. But then if you ask ten hip hop heads, all of them know most All all of them, all of I mean, them know Umi says. At least, at the least, you know Umi says. You know what I'm saying? So I think yeah. High, can get into that realm of, like you said, because Mos Def has a cult following. Mos Def can drop out, drop an album right now and it can be trash and he's going, people going to buy it. <laughs> people going to buy it because he's Mos Def. Yeah, you're right. Um, um, yeah, I think I mean, that's where, yeah. I think that's the kind of um, path that Psy High uh, looks like he's on or, or or that he could be on and I think he's trying to break away from that. But I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing.
1: I mean, this album here is is following. Uh, I want to be mainstream. I personally, mm-hmm. um, so like that you know again the, that note. The songs are dope. Content was dope, but because of of how the, the album felt, this felt like it was an attempt to um, pop on the mainstream level. So I agree with you. I think he has this like you know most dev kind of speak a little bit in terms mm-hmm. of that conscious lyric lyricism and a cult following, and I wish you would just embrace it. Like, sometimes it's just like, look, this is who I am, this is my lane. I and mean, I think of, like, Dale, like, trying to, someone like that where right. I, I hear people talk about how dope he is and he hasn't released, like, you know, his couple of songs. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think people have those cult followers and some can definitely have that, but you got to live it, you got to own it, too, you know?
0: No, definitely. I want to ask you then, what do you anticipate for his, his next project?
1: I want to hear an album where it's just him. I want to hear him just, like, just rap, you know, have the concept, have the theme, you know, be as creative as he wants and take, take a, a realistic a spin on it so, you know, it can reach his audience. But, you know, I don't want to hear anything like uh, Travis Scott on this album. I want to hear <laughs> him just, like, rap and just go for it because I think he's he's good enough to hang with the best lyricists um, definitely today and probably, like, I would argue lyricist period. I mean, he has that uh, capability. I and I want to hear him just do it. No singing, no songs, singing songs. I just want to hear him rap personally. Um, but I'm and I'm more of a, you know, more of an authentic, like straight up fan. So mm. I don't. But I don't want to hear any uh, any of those features. But that's my, my my hope is. Um, I know he has mixtapes where he does does that. Mm. Um, but I want to hear him like say, hey, "This is my my album." Because we, I don't know, when you have, we you stage your album, I think it it does put a little bit more, um, put puts more weight behind it and yeah. holds yourself accountable because you're tracking your numbers. So. I want him to actually put that out as an album and see what happens. I think you'll be surprised you know, surprised and shocked about it. But I think he has a following, um, and can develop a following of people who like rock with him.
0: i will say for me, I would want I would want like I said, I would want him to make a complete album that is centered and focused on the topics that he brought up in New Africa. Um I would like that, that to be the theme of it. And I wouldn't mind features, but I would like the features to be relevant and consistent in the theme that he's going to be talking about, and um, fits the sound. So, one of the shit, one of the ideas I have would be um, him doing um, one of the tracks. Because again, this most deaf comparison, it really has me intrigued. Um, I would like to see him do a track with most deaf that re- encompasses mm. uh, the, one of the themes from New Africa. And possibly have a production similar, have him pro- have most depth produce a track because, um, similar to Umi says, or maybe even like a remix or uh, Umi says two, mm-hmm. because a lot of those themes on Umi says fit some of the themes that can be incorporated into yeah. New Africa. Um, I think that would be pretty dope. And then another feature that, uh, would that I would put if I was executive producing this, Sahai Hit Me, uh, I can do it, <laughs> but uh, I would have um, Talib Kwali as well on another track. Oh, man. to kind of incorporate that because they 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 talk about similar themes, and I think it's not a stretch to have talib Kweli or most deaf. they would be able to match the lyric there there would be no downside to lyrical- con- content um by either of those features as well as you don't have to change the production to suit them they would be able to they'd be able to rock on any production that that he picked. And then I, I mean, would like to have one consistent producer and I wouldn't want it to be Kanye. Nothing against Kanye. I love Kanye as a producer. Um, I just don't think his sounds necessarily um, work and gravitate with uh, really conscious tracks. Not saying that he can't, but I think um, the person that I would have as uh, the executive producer, or uh, as the main producer for the entire album would be somebody like No ID.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, um, because I think he can yeah. get the type of production that would have Sahai giving very introspective, very uh, hard-laden content um, that fits the themes that we've been talking about. So that would be what I would, if I was on the record label or something, that's what I would whisper into Cy High's ear to, to maybe get that. And I think that would be a really dope project.
1: On, on this album, I would love to, as far as features, there's only to me like one, if I'm, if I'm mistaken, there's like one song or one feature, which is Push the T. But it was actually like a rapper, like, you yeah. know, two rappers rapping. Um, I would love to hear more of, of, you know, rappers rapping with Saha because lyrically, I mean, I think, you know, just that competition is going to make some excellent products. So if it was Sher uh, Kendrick on there, somebody could say, I, w- I would love to hear somebody, somebody who could really rap with you know with Saha making, like, similar types of, of course, similar type of music. I'm um, not be dope
0: for me. Yeah, I think that, that, I agree. I think that would be, and actually, you know, another feature that I thought about, um, that I think would actually work and would actually give a different kind of sound, but still be able to fit the same theme would be, uh, T.I. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, because right. especially how more conscious he has become as the years have gone on, especially with that last album, We Are uh, Us. Thero. Yeah, all of uh, that one. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it, but, uh, yeah. that, that particular project, um, and it also would give uh, a different dynamic to to the project, to, to, so it's not as monotonous. So I think that'd be an interesting pairing as well. But yeah, I definitely yeah. I definitely agree with you. And a plus, like you said, Ti and him could push each other to give us some some really great bars. Yeah, that could. So, I know we've been talking to y'all guys ears off for a minute about this album. So I definitely want to. We'll start wrapping this up and say. I think it's a good project. Um, again, I'm not quite sure it's going to make it in the top 10, but I definitely think it is definitely worth an honorable mention. Um, but again, double check, check back with us and see if it does crack that top 10. I do think this is a really good album. I think you should check it out. I do enjoy the production. I enjoy, do enjoy the theme. Um, again, as we said it, I just wish that he just focused a little bit more on the artistic side and not on the commercial aspect of it. And what about you To just to wrap this up?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's the same. I think, I don't know if we're going to make the top 10. and It might just because he's like, I think he's dope. Um, but I don't know. I have to really sit, by, sit back and look at you know, other projects. I think it's a great album. I think it's a good introduction. Um, so I think it's a good intro to if you don't know who he is or haven't, um, you know, haven't really listened to his music outside of like Kanye. This is a great introduction. It has a lot of features and, other, and tracks that are digestible. So it's a good end. But hopefully in the future, it goes back to like, Incorporates ideas from the mixtape, some of like the um, more authentic sound, and just push that forward more. I mean, even do like a new Africa theme project would be dope. So I'm looking forward. I mean, I'm looking forward to what he produces next. He it only can go. It's already great, but it only can go up from there. Mm-hmm. Ideally, so, um, so I'm, I'm hopefully he, he continues to do that.
0: And uh, one thing I will say uh, to, to, to add on that is with the way that this album came out, plus uh, our relationship with them from the mixtape. I don't think he'll have that problem of like the sophomore curse because this was a good album, but it's not it, it, it wasn't his best work. So that means we know that no. there, there can be better. Um, so, you know, because sometimes uh, especially going back and doing this um, Take It Back podcast uh, where I'm going back into older albums and a lot of the older albums that we're picking, I'm noticing are debut albums. And with some of the artists, those debut albums were their best album and they can never actually get back to that. So I think, I don't think he'll have that issue with this one. And so that, to me, that is um, uplifting and inspirational that, you know, we know we haven't got the best of sci High yet.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know what certain artists, like uh, two artists that stick kind out of as J. Cole and Kendrick, I hold my breath every time a new album drops. So to me, like their first album was where, like damn you're classic. They're, they're awesome for me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I do hear Kendrick's second or third project, I'm like, oh man, I hope, they, you know, hope he compares <laughs> to the first one. For this project, I'm like... I, Whatever he produces next, I know he has the capability of, of knocking this one out of the park. So I'm just looking forward to the next one. But I want I want that album where it's like, oh shit, like that was a dope album. I'm I'm nervous for a future album. Mm, yeah, I, I want that feeling.
0: So uh, if Saha you listening again? We we both enjoy the project and um very uh, uh anticipating the next one. Um, so again, uh, for those of you out there who haven't checked out this album, it's called No Dope on Sundays. By Sci High the Prince, available on all streaming services Apple <laughs> Title, Spotify, I'm assuming. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, so definitely check that out. Let us know what album you think we should uh, do next on the new music segment. Should we do that Gucci Man? Should we wait for the uh, Kanye album that's gonna drop? Should we wait for the so called Drake album that's gonna drop? Or should we wait for the supposedly J. Cole album that's gonna drop um, let us know what you think um, What a- which albums we should review next which albums we should talk about what artists we should talk about um, and let us know what you think about this particular project I wanna say thank you again to Jason for another dope conversation about another dope artist
1: appreciate it again man thank
0: you no problem and uh, to all those out there thank you for listening and you know our motto live listen to some great music and above all love more man we definitely need more love in this world and we out we out